Welcome to the Scrap Happier Podcast, where we share quick tips, tricks, and techniques to help you create scrapbooks you love and be happier while doing it. I'm your host, Alice Bull. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I'd like to start by asking you a question. Do you put your scrapbook pages into albums? Now, I'm not asking this as a joke. I actually mean it. Do you take the time to put your scrapbook pages into albums? For our digi scrapping friends, that could mean do you take the time to actually print the pages so they can be put into an album, or perhaps you just print them as an album to start with? And for our paper scrapbookers, do you put the pages into albums? Now, I think we need to explore this because. I like to think that I put my layouts into albums, but I'm actually super guilty of creating huge stacks of layouts in my scrapbook room that I haven't put away yet. So I guess we're actually starting this episode with a bit of a confession. I am a scrapbooker who makes layouts and doesn't put them away. For 2021, I have decided that I am going to break the bad habit. I am going to take my layouts and I'm going to put them away. Okay, now let's be real. I actually made the same promise in 2019 and 2020, and it hasn't happened yet, but this time it's for real. Let's go back in time for a second and talk about how these issues kind of started. Back when I started scrapbooking over 22 years ago, oh my gosh, yes, it really has been that long. When I started, I thought you had to scrapbook your photos in the order that you took them. Everything had to go into the albums chronologically. And of course, back then, albums were either strap bound or post bound. So you couldn't move them around very easily once you actually made the pages and put them into your books. I was always feeling so behind, like I just couldn't possibly catch up because I was right. You never could catch up. There was no way I could get caught up or keep up to all of the photos that I was taking at the time. Taking photos was easy. I had access to film, I could get them developed. But the one thing that I didn't have was time to scrapbook all of these photos. Thankfully, I was introduced to Stacey Julian's method of sorting her albums into categories. Now I could scrapbook whatever I liked, whatever struck my fancy at the time, and then I could just sort the pages into my themed albums. It totally made sense, and I'm so glad that I came across that when I did. And that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since. I scrapbook by my topic, my category, or my theme, and then I pop those pages into albums. Oh wait, like I said, I don't put them into albums? Yeah, back to that. You know how I said I scrapbook whatever strikes my fancy? It's true, which means that sometimes I'm creating layouts about things that happened yesterday or even today, and sometimes I'm scrapbooking stories from 20 or more years ago. And sometimes that just doesn't make sense in my themed albums. I like to have a little bit of chronological action happening within the theme. And then when I started doing the load challenge and scrapbooking a layout a day three times a year, that's 90 layouts I was making every year. In addition, I was scrapbooking occasionally outside of the load challenge too, so make that 100 pages every year. A lot of my albums had the old posts or the straps, and those are just not easy to move your layouts around. 
And when I tried a D-ring binder, they weren't built very good and the rings would come open and then your pages are falling out. So it was just so frustrating. So now I knew that I like to sort my albums by theme. I like to have a little bit of chronology within that theme and I needed some better albums. When I finally found the We Are Memory Keepers D-ring albums, I was so happy. These albums fit 12 by 12 papers really nicely. They have a D-ring binder that actually likes to stay closed rather than opening up and letting all your pages loose. They have a leatherette kind of feel to them and they have little metal corners so the edges of your binder don't get ruined. It is a little hard on my shelves, but at least the books themselves are staying nice and sturdy. In March of 2019, I finally made the commitment that I needed to get this sorted. I bought 27 of these albums, and then I ordered my favorite page protectors from close to my heart. I started to categorize my stacks of layouts, but every time I started to think that these ones were going to belong together in a book, I realized that the story being told was very disjointed. When I made the layouts, I was thinking about each page as its own layout. I wasn't thinking about how they work together in an album to tell a story together. There was no flow from one page to the next, and there was no overarching theme that kind of took you for a journey as you looked at the layouts within this album, or at least the album that I was planning, not that I'd actually created it yet. I have a few examples of albums that I made intentionally all at the same time where the layouts were designed to hang out together and they have flow where you kind of go from one story to the next and you feel progression throughout the album. And I really, really like the feeling of those layouts and those albums. So I wanted to recreate this with the albums that I was putting together. If I'm going to take the time to put all of these layouts away, I may as well create something even better in the process. And it's totally okay to make layouts that share snippets of life that kind of give you that sneak peek behind the scenes. So I wanted to create something more with these albums. I want an underlying story or message that threads through the album, something that connects the stories together and makes it feel more meaningful. And as I looked at the layouts that I had, I realized some of my stories are being missed and some of my important stories weren't included at all. But I think I found a solution. So if you've ever struggled with creating an album that doesn't feel like it's all connected, this is the time to listen because I think this could work for you too. Step one is to come up with your categories. Figure out which layouts belong where, which layouts belong together. Now, if you're doing a holiday album or a travel album, this can be super easy. Obviously, the pictures from Disney World all go together. All of those Disney World layouts can go in the same album. But occasionally, you may come across pages or themes or categories that are a lot harder to deal with. And here's the key. You need to look at the page. What story are you telling on the page? What photos have you used? Sometimes we use photos and stories that are not from the same time or place. Is that page more about the photo or is it more about the story? Whichever part is really guiding your page right then is where you need to file it. If I have a current story that I'm trying to tell, but I've used a 
photo from the past to help emphasize that. If the photo is more of an embellishment for a current story, then it's a current page and needs to go with other current pages. If I'm telling a story from the past and using photos from the past, then to me, that's a page that belongs with other stories from the past. Once you have your categories figured out and you have your layouts divided into those categories, this is where we can start to create a story for the album, a flow through the album. In step number two, we're going to develop the story. I'm going to suggest that you sit down with family or friends and look through this album together. Even if the person that you want to do this with isn't available in person, you can sit down with them online and show them, walk them through this album. And even better, record this because as we talk and as we tell them, there's going to be extra stories that come up and we're going to find the whole theme of this album by showing the pages and talking about them. You're going to find stories that weren't included on the layouts. Some of them might actually need their own layout. Some of them will just get a story. I want to know at this point what's missing from my album. I want to have a chance to include some other people's perspectives. If I show my kids a layout, they're going to remember something completely different than I did. And you might be thinking, okay, great. I found all these extra stories to tell. How do I even include this? Those pages are done. I'm moving forward. My plan is to create some tiny note cards, some mini pages, if you will, that will go in between the layouts to help fulfill some of the storytelling that I missed the first time around, to help me elaborate some of the stories that just didn't get told when I was creating individual layouts. I need to fill in the stories that happen in between so that the story flows through the whole album. And yes, I might have to create a couple of extra layouts, but I'm totally okay with this because I will know exactly what story that layout needs to have on it. I'll know what purpose that layout has to fulfill. Now, if you've been listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, girl, you are way overthinking this. That's totally okay. I had to examine the process because I wasn't putting my layouts away. Something was stopping me. I wanted a more fulfilling experience when I looked through my albums. If you are happy looking through your albums, don't change that at all. Maybe you've already figured this out and you're like, yeah, of course I make a theme through my whole album and I tell my stories in a way that the stories flow from one to the next. Well, I'm just grateful that somebody has this figured out and that now I know too. So here's what's happening. I'm taking action. I've started the process. I've categorized my layouts and I'm putting them into albums. I'm sharing this process on my Instagram stories. And I know, I know, Instagram stories disappear after 24 hours. However, I'm saving all of these together in one of the highlights. Highlights are the little round bubbles underneath a person's profile. So head over to my profile at Alice Bowl and you'll be able to see the little bubble that says fill the albums. I'm sharing tips along the way and I'm documenting my progress. So far, I've already put away over 220 layouts. If you'd like to know more and maybe explore a little bit about the categories I'm using, how I'm organizing this, you can pop over to the show notes for this episode. It's scraphappy.org episode 30. That's three zero. 
And before I go, I have to let you know, we have something super fun and exciting coming up in March. It is an online challenge. It is the craziest, most unpredictable and exciting online scrapbooking challenge. And it's totally free. It's called Calvin Ball. It's a scrapbooking challenge that's inspired by the Calvin and Hobbes comic strip from Bill Watterson. Come over and find out more at scraphappy.org slash calvinball, or you can find it in the show notes. And next week, I'll bring you some more information about the Calvin Ball Challenge because you can join any time throughout the month of March. It's crazy, it's unpredictable, and it's tons of fun. It's Calvin Ball. I hope that our discussion today will help you think about your albums in a new way. And hopefully if you're like me, you'll find a little bit of incentive to put your scrapbook pages away. Create some albums, maybe some albums that help you tell a story. If you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, right now is the perfect time. Hit subscribe so you won't miss our next episode. Now it's time to go and make scrapbook pages that we love. Happy scrapping! <laughs>